This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Before we start our show today, we'd like to give you a heads up. In this interview, we're going to talk about sexual assault and childhood trauma. If this is something that triggers you, we suggest you skip this episode as long as you listen to the rest of our episodes. We have also decided to divide the interview into episodes because we had so many interesting things to talk about with our guest. So now, enjoy! Hello, hello! We're back on the radio again! I hope you missed us! We are the show about nothing. And we're here to talk to you about everything and nothing, um, yeah. everything in between. But today we are very, very excited because we have a very special guest with us in the studio. We're with uh, the performer Diana Varco. Hello. Nice Welcome. to be with you both. Nice to be. So nice of you to make it. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. And of course, the yeah. tech wizard, Fatima. Hello, Fatima. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so Diana contacted us to promote her show Shattered. Exciting. Yeah. Yes. What is Shattered about, Diana? So Shattered is a solo show. It's a tragicomedy, fast-paced, heartbreakingly raw solo show told through 35 characters about the power of shame, uh, dating, relationships, and so much that people go through in life. And it's a story of hope, of, of coming out of those those experiences and picking up the broken pieces of yourself and putting them back together again. Well, I, I, you've said that before, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit like part of my, what I usually say. And yeah. then I started going in another direction. I'm like, that's what it's about. It's about so, it's about being human, mm-hmm. but also navigating traumatic experiences as a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had uh, actually the privilege of um, getting a little sneak preview of this uh, amazing show, that I, and I, I I highly recommend it. But amazing like, and necessary, and, I'd say. Uh, very important, very important mm. show. Um, I wanted to, if like you were talking about these thirty-five characters, yeah, and like one of the characters is a chair. Like yeah. there's, it's so exciting. Like it's just mind-blowingly really cool. I don't know. I was very happy about it. <laughs> like it goes. It really touches on. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by how your mind works and how you actually mm-hmm. managed to develop the show uh, because I could not give uh, anime to something as simple as a chair. So- the subject of, of uh, 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 your... Because like p- young people having sex and the... Uh, and your target group and all of that. Uh, I wanted to say that nowadays I also think that uh, kids are less isolated. So in- information about um, sex and sexual assault and like uh, things that happen in the world is very much out there and all the kids are connected basically. So um, I think it's sort of, in my mind, it makes sense that they would want to bring their, like I would want to bring my siblings to, to your show just for like educational purposes mm-hmm. or like... Um, or like to to know that it's okay to talk about something if it happens mm. to you and like 
you know, that there is that they're not alone. I'd bring all men that I know to this. Yeah. Like, I'd yeah. bring my brother, the first one, like grab him by the ear and be like, learn. Yeah. Sit down. I mean, I do <laughs> Take <think> notes. <laughs> I do think he's, uh, I should give this to my brother. He's quite woke. And sometimes when his friends are being shit, he says, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Oh, I just saw her. Sorry. I know Americans have been sensitive to this. I swear a lot. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so um, I do have a bit of hope for the upcoming generations, but I think they, they need to know. I think that's that's great that he would say something yeah. i mean that is what i would hope people would I from mean, the show bring he has grown up with me and i'm annoying mm. like i'm annoying <laughs> so. but i'm impressed i coach juniors that are like 12 years old and they're walking the pride parade you know yeah. it's like yeah i didn't even know what pride was when i was 12 years old like, <laughs> you know so things are happening and it's happening you guys <laughs> i think it's also important for people to see it to be able to support their sister or their mother or their father or, you know, their friend or anybody who's been through something like this, because mm. you don't, I still don't even know how to support people properly, but mm. to watch a show like this, it gives you a window into the inner workings yeah, and a level of awareness to be like, oh, I can, mm. I can, um, I can relate differently. Mm-hmm. To me, it's always the jokes. Like that is something like, I was happy that you brought it up as well, because it's always the jokes, uh, how people very loosely joke about this. I like, I had a very like visceral reaction to a joke that's okay. So I used to do an internship in a lab. I, I also studied molecular biology. Hi, this is all of, uh, pitching myself. Hi. Hello. And, uh, there was a, a PI, a principal investigator. I was like really high up and he was mm, made like, he was put in charge of controlling like sexual assault happenings in the in the lab in the institution, and he uh, he made a joke about someone coming up to denounce the situation to him, and him being like, "Well, I'd advise them to." I don't. I actually don't remember what he said, but something disrespectful to the person. I I, I a woman, the woman that would come up and and say something, and I just jumped. I just said, "Do not say that. Do not." that is not something like how can you be in charge of this and say these kinds of things like everybody just shut up around me because I was I was a grad student being a grad student in academia is being a shit like you are nothing you are there to do the dirty work and be quiet and build up your CV you're not there to anything else than that like everybody got quiet and he got like he said sorry to me and my own pi said i've never heard him say sorry to anybody mm. he even asked me if if i had been assaulted at any point like why does that matter it's just not a thing that you do it's no. it you don't know you're with in this room and despite that it might be that nobody's being assaulted like that's common i hope but the, you it doesn't matter you don't say these things. No. So yeah, it's still like, guys, the jokes that you make, mm, it's part from the rape culture. We should yeah. not, we should not condone this. No, and it it perpetuates the the culture, and you never know who's been through it. You never know who will normalize it. It's just, yeah, yeah. And you, I I talk about it in the show. Really, the I was in the comedy world, and that's where I 
during my silent years before I wrote the show, I was in the comedy world and I was constantly in rape scenes and it was so traumatizing. I can't even put words to it. Mm. Um, and that was really the impetus to write the show eventually after seven years of that, I had been, um, I had basically left my comedy world. I had left my career and I was like, well, I'm going to write a response. Mm. And so that's why it's a brief part of the show, but, um, I didn't have time. I, I say it in the show. I said, I don't have time to put in all the comments mm. I experienced. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I experienced it in improv. I experienced it in stand up. I experienced it in sketch. I experienced it everywhere. And after I left, lo and behold, all of these allegations started coming out in the comedy world. Mm. And I had been silently walking around being like, I can't believe I'm the only person this has happened to. I cannot, I cannot be. And after I'd left, I realized I hadn't been. Mm. Yeah. And it just takes that one teacher or that one uh, peer to say, hey, let's not joke about that. Or mm. let's joke about it from the victim or survivor's perspective. Mm. Rather. Vertically. Mm. Let's yeah. joke about it vertically. Yeah. Because this don't is a form down. of oppression. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's so fascinating <laughs> to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We're going to listen to another hopeful song. Yes, we know? are. Because we are very much alive, right? We are very we are. alive. We're oh. all alive. And this is what you will hear in, during the Bows if you go to see Diana's show at uh, Gothenburg Fringe on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, 9th, 10th, and 11th of September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is I'm Alive by Sia. You're listening to Gothenburg Student Radio K103. Hello, everybody. That that you just listened to is I'm Alive by Sia, I think. Yes, and, and uh, the marching song. Yeah. Uh, also, I think we should mention, because we haven't been great at doing so, this is the show about nothing. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, hello, we're back. Yeah. Hello. Who is we? <laughs> the show about nothing. Your favorite show, of course. Um, and now to, this is our last heavy segment, but, uh, I was very curious about a part of the, um, the play, which is when you talk about womb healing and how apparently women carry a lot of generational trauma done to other women in their family and women in general in our wombs. And I have heard this before. But as, as Fatima said before, uh, as well, like, it feels very much woo woo, like, woo, what, what, like, how, and I also have a hard time, like, incorporating the, the notion of chakras into, um, Western society because of all the colonizing that has been going on of India by the Western society and then, the profiting from many young, uh, I mean, many white quote-unquote gurus that they make of chakra. So I'm always like very careful with this, even though I do yoga and I find it very healing. And part of me says this has to be a thing. I'm also very like, am I, should I, uh, what is my position? Like in a more, like in from a bird's perspective or something like that. So please tell us about it because I'm, Full doubts. Well, I am not an expert in <laughs> chakras uh, or womb healing or generational trauma. I just know the generational trauma that has been passed down, 
been passed down in, in my own experience. And so, uh, the wrapped up in the chakras, it was just so happened that that piece of the story came to me when I was doing yoga. So I think that there's so much more complexity to, to all, you know, all of those components. Um, I'm, I'm not really the best person to speak on generational trauma or um, expertise in the chakras. And I say that in the show. I'm like, this is just some information I happened upon. And this is what, this is how it relates to my story. But I try to be very, um, hands off on it because I, I do understand that it is not, it's not my heritage and it's, it has been something that has been, you know, taken and popularized. And, um, so I, I try to be mindful of that in, in the show. Um, I do know that in my own world and my own um, going through that that experience, it just so happened that I saw a bunch of different images of various people. And my teacher had said that it's in your womb chakra. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm just not the best person to speak on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious, like, uh, have you done any uh, like sessions of in womb healing or not? Because I thought no. I sort of assumed from the plate that you had. No, okay. I, I haven't. That was my one experience. And it just made a lot of sense to me because mm-hmm. I was like, um, looking at my looking at my grandmother's trauma. She was, you know, she was I'm not going to go into her trauma. But, you know, she was alive during a wartime and then looking mm-hmm. at my mother's trauma and all that stuff. But then on top of that, I also um, had experiences and and um sensations of people i didn't even know and i'm like i think that we're so connected in ways that we don't probably even understand or know Mm -hmm. it just so happened that i was having those experiences i can't really explain it or put words to it i can just say that um i think that being a human is traumatic and then if you're a human in different bodies you have even more complex trauma than oftentimes others. Mm. And um, I think that the more that we understand that and the more that we are sensitive to that, mm. um, we can start to heal this collective, very difficult uh, experiences that far too many people have been through. Mm. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm always... I'm. There's this thing that... I mean, I am very curious about how our childhoods shape us and how we remember um things that happened in a specific way and then sometimes you would I talk about that with my parents and like that never happened mm. that it was not like that like okay. no you're remembering this wrong. experiences are yeah mm-hmm. and to me that has been like I don't have a specific example right now but it has happened like to me this has been a bit um, like a memory that I've held on to like for a long time and like i i consider it truth Mm. and this is my truth so i don't i i just think this is all very curious how it goes into into our body how we keep score how and how can we unleash it and release it to understand it this is something that i think about a lot it's something that actually gives me a lot of um self-doubt and mm-hmm. like when, when I try to, because I have, um, I have a very poor memory of my child. Like I don't remember my childhood very much. Um, also because of different like family situations and stuff like that. And, and I'm 
trying to figure out things now, but I it makes me even the memories that I have. I'm all I'm also always like, is this true? Am I, is this um can I justifiably feel like this about this happening, like this occurrence or whatever? Uh, and the, the relativeness of of like how my experience is true for me and someone who was in that experience they have another truth to what mm. happened it makes it like I, it, yeah it gives me a lot of self-doubt like yeah. what like what's the can, can something be i've like, always yeah. always been very obsessed with because i also have a formal scientific education so it's always like there is an absolute truth and there is like i think that's also quite religious in a way like mm. This is the truth and there is good and there is bad or there is right and there is wrong, like a very binary understanding. Mm. So I have my moral compass is very much like this. So I'm always obsessed, like, but who who's in the right? Mm. Like, who's making this up? Because it could be either or. So I think when we talk about, um, I don't know, childhood trauma or how childhood shapes, things that happen in our childhood shape who we are today. And how we carry that mm. and how we just sometimes just bury it just as a defense mechanism. It's, uh, it's something that I'm, I'm very interested in. And that's why I also feel connected to the spiritualism that is uh, linked to yoga because it's like all this, like when you do a meditation and, and it's a root chakra meditation and then you have to sort of, lay down on the floor and feel like you're part of the earth and then you get these images in your head because it's a guided meditation that I did not that long ago and it talks about the roots of the tree and now you're the tree and now you're the roots so it's like it really helps you like come down to your body and then you do get I also get flashes of images and I really like I don't know what this is I where is this coming from so I I'm a I'm a very idealistic skeptic. Like it's a very horrible mix because I really don't know <laughs> where where is the direction that I want to go to. That's very. But I guess you're also finding that out yourself, is it not? <laughs> yeah, and I think that as I've gone along more, I um allow myself multiple truths. Mm. Like it's it's true that this is how I remember the experience, and it's true that I have these feelings related to it but i also sometimes can find compassion and see it from another perspective mm. and so i'm i really try to look at things from various perspectives now whereas mm. I, before i did this show i wasn't i wasn't able to do that and how about all the energy that goes into that like oh. where do you where do you get it like <laughs> just like physically or just like yeah, energy no, like, mentally like how do you mentally like because sometimes it's just like i feel like there's a lot of emotional labor in in having this very magnanimous per per perception of what's going on or being aware of perspectives and people's truths and people's personalities and intentions and answers. And because that is something that I've been thinking a lot about uh, and recently. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, I'm tired. When do I get someone to do that for me instead? Yeah. Mm. It does. It takes so much mental energy. Um, I've also found that it's really helped my relationships though in my personal life hmm. so I also think it's just a skill that I'm able to build and I do think that as I go through this world it's important for me to have that perspective because I can understand a little bit more about you know my nation's history and how I show up in that and the more I can say okay well somebody might um 
I mean, even just something as sim- as simple as road rage, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, if, if like, if I am really angry at somebody for cutting me off and I can take a step back and say, okay, well, maybe that person is going to yeah. something important and I can check my regulation. And I think that I'll, I, I guess I'm saying this is that it is a lot of emotional labor, but it also is helping me as a person to regulate my emotions. Mm-hmm. But don't you ever just feel like you want to, like, just disconnect or or not disconnect, maybe just let the first reaction be the the reaction? Like, if you don't, um, say, in road rage, for example, don't you ever just feel like you want to react to it in a primal way, sort of? It's just not... I think it's... For me, I think it's shocking because I'm like, wait a minute, I want to show up in this world with kindness and understanding and compassion. Mm. And so... Yeah, it comes out like mm. I'm a human being, mm. but I also think that I can, um, I can show up differently mm-hmm. and I okay. have control over that mm. personally. There's this phrase uh, that I heard in the show. Um, oh, I forgot it. The Michaela Ma- Ma- Cole's show. The, oh, I made this for you. I ma- how I may destroy you. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Those are really hardcore. Like if you so watch, good. if you watch Diana's play, like don't go right after to the show because you'll be floored. So but good. is this something we should um, uh, also like link in? In because I don't know what this is that you guys are talking you don't know? about. No. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. You get that? Okay. I haven't finished it. I can't. I had to give up because mm. I I was not doing very well when it came out, and I started it, and I was like, I can't do it right now, and mm. I haven't worked out the courage yeah to watch it again but um there's this phrase in one of the first episodes because that's what i've seen where i don't know if it's her or one of the characters that she's always saying control what you can nothing more but nothing less so like always always focus on what you can control but like don't don't drop it either like don't become actionless completely and let yeah. everything just go over you or by you and so I think that's a good lesson and I always think about it like because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough to 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 take the to take the steering wheel of a situation and I think that's also important like instead of focusing on what you can't control do whatever you can Mm. to control what you can control Mm. yeah you know so and there's also so much capacity that people have Mm. i mean i can't get involved in every discussion on assault and survivors Mm. and i only have so much capacity i can Mm -hmm. only control so much of myself and Mm -hmm. and i think that 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 component of like Self-compassion is important as we go through yeah. this world, too, because mm. I know I've been so harsh on myself, mm. and that really has taken a lot of energy. Mm. So um, I think we can be kind toward ourselves. And I've heard that a lot from people as they've watched the show, where they're like, I didn't realize that other people had all these voices in their minds, too. <laughs> on that, because I had a question that I thought about, I'm jumping a little bit, but... Uh, it was sort of, um, we've, I'm going to talk about the show now a little bit. You, we, we mentioned it. It's a very fast paced show. And you have a lot of characters. Um, in, in the experience that I get watching the show is that all of these various characters are present at the same time, basically, that you're like constantly in a battle, like, uh, 
judgment judgment again like this adhd character characteristic that like everything is just happening at the same time and i do feel like i can relate to all of these different like characters but that i uh, on a like personally stay longer in each character like it's a it's a slower sort of transition between the different characters for me um so i wanted to ask you in like as um like in the art of it all did you um like did you maybe did you exaggerate these for effect or 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 is this how you like live your life because it sounds very exhausting uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well now as i live my life a lot of times experiences i have the characters will pop up just because the writer in me pops up yeah, right. you know and yeah. um different characters will come in uh to write lines so mm. now my daily life is much more frenetic like yeah, that because okay. i'm always like creating content but um the truth of the show and the fast frenetic pace of all the characters popping in that was really done that was exaggerated for like um artistic content yeah, so that yeah. um each of the so shame was the monolithic uh voice in my mind i so much so that i didn't even know it was not really my own voice mm. like it ruled everything i did shame and denial truth actually was so sorry i should tell your listeners the three main characters are shame truth and denial and of course the narrator me is diana so um the voice of truth was actually something that has grown over the years for me to be able to listen to my own inner truth. Mm. But at the time of writing the show, the voice of truth was like so silenced and squashed. Yeah. Um, so it was really that shame was more of a monolithic voice in my mind. And then, uh, responses within the scenes were, were exaggerated for artistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was why. Or like splintered for, um, like there are different parts where my mind attacks me or there's different parts, um, where I'm having a panic attack during a certain scene or even just something minimal as like, you know, the first time I had sex, you know, all the different voices that go through your mind as you're trying to, to make sense of what you want to do. Um, all right. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. But it's mm-hmm. fast paced. It's very fast paced and it's also very fast paced to try to keep it within 70 minutes. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's too, for like the fringe festivals, it has to be 60 to 70 minutes. And I don't think audiences want to sit through much longer than that. So it's also fast paced for, uh, to move people through the story. It's the format sort of for, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it also like takes but, a little bit of the heaviness of it. I was going to say, because I mean, we're talking about very he- heavy subjects and it is, it, it aborts tough subjects and yeah so beware of that but it is a very funny show oh, it is a fun show to watch uh that gives you um food for thought or sort mm-hmm. of if that's the way to say it mm-hmm. <laughs> i always say i'm like it's fun to perform but it's also goes into really hard moments yeah and i've looked at editing out some of those moments but they're really important to show the complex yeah. tapestry of the trauma mm. where it's not just one thing mm. i don't think it would work yeah uh, honestly <laughs> i'm sharing my expertise here it uh, wouldn't work well, thank you i know <laughs> i know nothing but i don't think it would work <laughs> should we uh start wrapping up now yes we should so mm-hmm. we have some plugging to do right Yes. Yes. I forgot which song comes now. Can you oh, sing it? We have, a, we have one extra song mm-hmm. that is the Sky Full of Stars. Hit it. And, okay. All right. Let's do Sky Full of Stars That's by Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> Another hopeful song. Another hopeful song. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to the show about nothing. We've had, um, we're going to start wrapping up now and we've had like, uh, 
hours of talk <laughs> uh, about <laughs> trauma and growing and finding yourself and how to pick up the pieces of being sh from being shattered, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and these, um, the amazing show by Diana called Shattered. And I think we should also mention that you were directed by Jessica, Jessica Lynn Johnson yes, yes. <laughs> yes director Jessica Lynn Johnson um, and I mean we don't have time to talk more about her but you want to say a few words about oh. Jessica she's great she's great and she does uh, virtual classes so anywhere you are in the world you can always pop in and study with her or you can drop into one of her classes that's amazing yeah. could you send us a link I will and then yeah. we can we can put it in the description as well yeah. so mm. uh, so we'll share that um, she's fantastic yeah um uh go see the show uh, the show is in english by the way yeah um so and I, i highly highly recommend go watch it yes it's going to be fun and uh interesting we'd also like to thank you very much uh for reaching out to us to be on the show because we were insanely honored that very you much so. as they picked us we were like what people listen <laughs> <laughs> no thank you thanks for having me in this in-depth conversation like i really appreciate it cool Mm. Us too. We're having a moment here processing <laughs> all that we've been talking about. Do you have, uh, you're also going to be having a little bit of a world tour from yeah. now on. So you're going to go to Australia, I think. Yes, virtually. Virtually. I, I okay. can't, I can't go as a, as a human, uh, <laughs> but my show is going virtually. It's in, at Sydney Fringe, uh, for September and then it'll be in Melbourne Fringe for October. Mm -hmm. really yeah. nice. And then after that, I'm looking to uh, debut new pieces of work uh, in the winter um, that are going to be the next chapters of Shattered. So we'll see what life that takes on. We're very excited about knowing yeah. the, the, you know, what you happens. Can, you can count on us you. as fans. It's a, it's a thing now. And oh, people, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> people can find you on Instagram as well. Uh, yes, yes. Um, you can find me at, at Diana Varco on Instagram and Twitter and then dianavarco.com. Just my name. Amazing. Very hard to find. We yeah. will share it in, in the description as well. <laughs> yes. Do you have um, anything in particular you would like to say? No. Yes, I want us to close the show because this song popped up into my head uh, whilst... Pause that. Pause there. Pause. Sorry. Uh, because we're going to play the song. So we're going to do that. But we normally end with a tip of the day. So uh -huh. I would like to turn to Diana and see if... Is there anything you'd like to tip our listeners with? Ooh, a tip of the day. Um, I would say find joy in everything you do. Find joy. Find joy in drinking your tea, drinking your coffee, going on a walk, joying your friends, joy in everything. Because I talk about a lot of hard things in my show and life is really hard, but it is also really awesome. And that's something I've, I've really come to learn throughout my, my journey. So find joy. Find joy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now? Now. Now we go from joy to rage. <laughs> also find back rage. Again. Yeah. Let it, let let it well, feel rage, you. <laughs> rage in my new show is a tiny spider. So sometimes rage doesn't look like we think. You can mm -hmm. also find fun in rage. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I just want to end the, the episode with a song that popped into my head when I watched the show last night with Fatima. It's from a Chilean feminist performance group called Las Tesis. And it was first listened to in a demonstration against sexual violence in Valparaiso, Chile. 
And its refrain has become a very popular chant in demonstrations in Spanish-speaking countries. Like in my in Spain, my own country, I've also heard it. And uh, the refrain uh, translates roughly as, it was not my fault or about where I was or what I was wearing. The rapist here is you. Could you please say it in Spanish as well? Que la culpa no era mía, ni de dónde estaba, ni de dónde estaba, ni de cómo vestía. El violador eres tú. Um, so just keep this sentiment in your mind the next time you feel compelled to judge a victim of abuse or joke about abuse, because it's never the victim's fault. And have a lovely evening and remember to vote on the Sweden's elections this Sunday. Yes. And then go watch the show Shattered. Yes, it's a perfect plan for a Sunday. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you so thank much you for so coming. Much. Thank you, thank you. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned. <laughs>